This episode is brought to you by Podcast Go, which is a full-service mobile podcast studio that comes to you. Podcast Go takes care of everything from distribution on podcast platforms, digital art, video production, editing, and music. This is currently open to enterprise and medium-level businesses at the moment. Send me an email to get started, alamodigitalagency at gmail.com. Welcome to the Joshua Morales Podcast. So I got Richard in the house, and uh, so people just know a little bit about you. Give a little background, because you were on my last season. I was. And the last season was meant for marketing and advertising, but I figured nobody's really cares about marketing and advertising. Nobody does that anymore. It's an old game. It's an old game. So I was <laughs> like, man, I kind of just want to interview people that, that I know and I like, and I, yeah. I like their story. So mm. I've been following you for a while, and uh, I like your story, and I like you as a human being. I am a cool human being. <laughs> <You're a> cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my story goes back oof, beyond ages it all started <laughs> when i was two years old no um i started in the bar business i never wanted to be an entrepreneur and the only reason i didn't want to be an entrepreneur get this is because i didn't want the responsibility like that was it and what's funny is that my name is richard i was born in richland and i always wanted to be rich <laughs> So, so that's all I knew. So I was like, ever since I was little, I'm like, okay, what makes a lot of money? Doctors. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And that's all I was looking for. And I'm like, I don't want to own my own business because it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Well, Lord and behold, all of a sudden I owned a bar, which any of you out there deciding to own a bar, I really suggest you not. Why? Like, tell me that because my wife wants to get into the bar business. Oh, and I was man. like, I do not want no. anything to do with the bar business. Oh, uh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Think of it as always having to throw a party every day. It's all fun and games when you're 25, but then it comes to like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, like cleaning up, dealing with drunk people, which, and right after that, I actually started working at elementary school. Um, when it comes to drunk people and elementary kids, same thing. Yeah. And <laughs> same thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's no difference. Um, so, it's just that, and then just trying to just keep up with all the beer and the alcohol and then the stickiness and just the drama alone, alone. Yeah, so um, I didn't, I, my bar failed, so I didn't fail 10,000 times. I just failed, found out 10,000 ways not to own a bar. Interesting. Yeah, it's one of those Thomas Edison kind of things. Um, so right after that, I all of a sudden I got that itch. I got the entrepreneur itch and I was running ads for my bar. So that's where I got into the Facebook world, which was back in 2011. So that was your introduction to Facebook. Yeah, ads. but this was just like boosting posts. Okay. Like 2011? 2011. This was what, when they were on the, on the right hand corner or they were on a newsfeed? No, they they were just starting on the newsfeed. Oh, like okay. Boosting posts. Yeah. Okay. So that's when I barely started and then the bar failed and I went to go work for an elementary school. Well, the elementary school, I was just there and I'm like, man, I got to figure something out. I want to own another business. And I was just, I was in the health industry because I had lost tons of weight and I got super fit. So I'm like, I'll just do that. And I just didn't know where to start, what to do. And I was just trying all sorts of different things. And then one time on YouTube, it was here in my garage. So <laughs> Ty Lopez, 
turned me on to the whole entrepreneur thing. I know a lot of people hate him, but dude, <laughs> if the guy is getting people to read, like yeah. leave him alone. So I started reading. And I, I've always loved, i always loved reading since I was little. Um, so much that when I was 14 years old, my mom didn't want to buy me an encyclopedia set. And at 14 <laughs> years old, I wanted an encyclopedia set. So no games books were you I, Yeah, but I love science and I love just reading to, to learn. I never read fec- fiction. I don't like fiction. But um, my mom would just tell me, for those of you that know Spanish, it's Ponte a leer la Biblia. So she'd always tell me, go read the Bible. Everything else, everything you want to know is in there and that's all you need. And I'm yeah. like, but I want an encyclopedia. Said, no, <laughs> the Bible is not going to tell me about chromosomes in the body. So, <laughs> so when Ty Lopez was all, so right after that, I just stopped reading. Ty Lopez said, hey, reading and you'll earn more and earn more, right? The more you learn, the more you earn. And so I started reading. And I just started reading all sorts of books. You name it, from Think and Grow Rich, The Millionaire Fast Lane, The Secret. Uh, I mean, the list can go on and on. All of Gary, Vayner, Gary Vaynerchuk's books. And um, I, I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to start a supplement business. And I, I, re- I think it was The Millionaire Fast Lane where he talks about owning it online. I'm like, I'm just going to open it online because I was looking for a brick and mortar. And that's when the whole Facebook thing, and this was probably 2013, 2014. Yeah. yeah. And I just, you know, went with that. And then I found out that you can't compete with monsters like bodybuilding.com and supplements. Yeah. They've been around <laughs> for a while, man. They, they built up their, they yeah. built up their library. Of- <laughs> Big time. So I was like, there's no way. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. So that went down the hill. And then it was just different endeavors, just affiliate, trying to do affiliate marketing, trying to, I hate MLMs, and I know a lot of people make a lot of money on it. So explain what hey. MLMs are for people that don't know what they so are. So it's multi-level marketing. You know, the, the pyramid scheme. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you've heard them. I mean, Herbalife, um, there's Stream Energy, there's Thrive, there's all sorts yeah. of stuff. And it, it, you just you get one person, and then you, what, you, you get trick, five you, more you people. You trick your family to yeah, buy into it. Exactly. <laughs> or you beg them to get in, and then they have to get five more, and then they have to get five more. Which is, uh, I mean, like I said, it'll work for some. It does not work for others. I am probably part of like 20 MLMs that I know of. And I have not seen a single penny. But I never work them, so that's probably why. (laughs) (laughs) I just just can't do it. Um, So anyways, uh, it all came down to just running ads for businesses. And that's what I've been doing. And then it just got tired being on the phone all the time. Because it's... Being on the phone for sales and then trying to do the f- fulfillment, it's not me. And then I have a two-year-old running around in the background. I was, mm-hmm. I was on the call earlier. Luckily, it was with an agency, so they understand. But my little boy was just running around circles around me, like literally. Yeah. Like, like running around in circles for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so kids do. Kids and dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That guy finally chilled out. Um, and so I just like, you know what? Let me, someone else handle that, and I'll just do white labeling. So... That's been a little, little easier, and it gets me to do um, my podcast and, and, and my ventures on the site as well. So, so I, I found that uh, now businesses are more, I guess, inclined to, to look past that you're working out of home, you're working out in it. So, like for myself, yeah. we, for us, for us that are in this industry, 
I find it like, okay, I'm working out of my home office, but it doesn't really matter. I'm getting work done. So I see a lot of businesses now, they had to change their mentality. Like, right. do I hire this huge agency that's paying thousands of dollars in this room or their, their <laughs> office, right? Or do I hire somebody that has comparable skills? Yeah, my next door neighbor that has an office. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I, I find it varying because uh, I'm doing very well. And, and thank God, you know, I've been blessed with what I've been able to do. Right. And I've been able to provide results. I think that's what it comes down to. And that's to. the key. That's Absolutely. The key, so. Yeah, because in the end, it, I mean, if they're getting business, it, you can be working out of the back of a Starbucks hijacking their internet but you're yeah. getting the business they don't care yeah. but there are those people that i mean i haven't ran into a lot but there are those people that just want somebody more professional in a professional yeah. setting but honestly and i think there's there's tricks and, and tactics that we use as entrepreneurs oh, to, yeah. to show that right because yeah, nobody that. knows where we work out of. <laughs> exactly so. we'll do it in the corner of a house just to make it <laughs> yeah. look like an office like a cubicle yeah <laughs> It's weird. The mentality of business owners are changing, but it's a slow, slow, slow hill. No, it, climb. yeah, and it gets kind of crazy because I mean, I think there's uh, several memes where it says, "Oh yeah, let me get with." Uh, we are more than happy to help you, and it's like one guy, yeah. and you have like ten email addresses. I'll send it to HR, and it just circles back. I always, so, I always talk in the third. No, we, we yeah, are going to get this to you. Exactly. <laughs> we will do anything for you. <laughs> me and my two-year-old, <laughs> and my dog, <laughs> the dog. So tell, tell me about your podcast. I just started it. Um, it's the Biblical Entrepreneur. I'm looking at that. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. I can't see myself. <laughs> uh, it's mainly because, Lord and behold, I listened to my mom and I finally started reading the Bible. And what I found out was that everything, she wasn't lying. I, I, she's Would never, you hate it when they're right? I hate it when they're right. <laughs> and what's even more upsetting is that I never saw her reading it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I, I was, I, after listening to different people and, uh, Myron Golden is actually one of them that really opened my eyes to it. The fact that, yeah, everything is in the Bible. And like I said, I've read so many books, um, all kinds of books as far as entrepreneurs from David, um, David Hill, Napoleon Hill to Les Brown to, does Les Brown have books? I don't know. I'm sure he does. Zig Ziglar. Sure. I was I was thinking Zig Ziglar. And yeah, ev ev everything's in the Bible. Like and I have been able to distinguish like, oh, dude, like that's in this Bible. Or sorry, that that's in this verse or this book I can translate it in this verse. And the beauty of it is that one book will be summed up in like two verses or one verse. And once I started making that connection, I'm like, man, the Bible First of all, the Bible is not a religious book at all. Whoever thinks it's a religious book, ooh, get a call. Oh. Next on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not a religious book. And when you start seeing it as an entrepreneur book, it, it'll blow you out of the water. So what was it that, that made you made that, made that distinguish? What Proverbs. Just, okay. Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs has 31 chapters and... One of the challenges that I found is that read one chapter a day for 31 days. And then that's when I noticed, oh my God, like everything was in there, like from selling to business to um, not being lazy to actually working, uh, dealing with other people. Like it just it's, it's an entrepreneur book and I'm, I want to mesh that and I wanted to show people that, yeah, it is. So if you go on my website, 
thebiblicalentrepreneur.com. Um, I, one of them is a, a list of books and the top books that I think are top books as far as starting entrepreneurs. And I'll have a scripture that literally sums up the entire book. Interesting. Yeah. So case in point, the secret, and we've all heard the secret, mm-hmm. um, ask, believe, receive. That's the main point of the book, the secret, ask for it, believe that you already have it and you'll receive it. Was well, all summed up in, in Mark eleven twenty four, where it says, whatever you come to me in prayer, ask for it. And then as long as you believe it, you shall have it. So the a verse sums up the entire, the secret, or even thinking grow rich at that. For that Interesting. Matter. Here, bring this mic a little bit closer this way. That way it's capturing your voice. There you go. But then it doesn't capture my face. <laughs> no, we got your face. Oh, no, yeah. Bring it over a little bit more. So we're actually, uh, we're recording we with Amiibo, and uh, you'll actually see this on YouTube, so it'll be pretty cool. But uh, now, I can't now see, you can't see now me can see here. The seat, or maybe right there. <laughs> so how did you, okay, so my question is now, being... Coming from a religious aspect, right? Right. Of, of the Bible, entrepreneur, you're pushing biblical right. entrepreneur. How do you feel that you fall into the entrepreneurial world? Because you're coming from a different angle, right? Right. So I'm interested in that because a lot of people treat religion like, no, I don't want to touch that. Or, But you're coming from it from an entrepreneurial perspective. Right. And as a matter of fact, I, I honestly don't believe in religion. Um which kind of goes the latter. I mean, I believe in Jesus Christ and that he died for me. I don't believe in the fact that there's, we have to follow a certain religion, whether it be Catholic, Adventism, Mormons, whatever. I don't sect in that. So when it comes to the entrepreneur world, I mean, everything that the entrepreneur teachings are, and you can back me up with this, where it says, you know, think positive, be this person, be yeah. who you are. Um, always have, um, you know, an uplifting spirit, like always just having a mindset. It's all about mindset when the entrepreneur world, right? And that's all it is in the Bible. Like you need to have a certain mindset that you can push further. You can go further. You can test boundaries. You can push limits. And that's all, I mean, Jesus Christ himself was like the ultimate entrepreneur. He came in and he's like, no, you guys are doing everything wrong. This is the way you do it. And he's just, he was like a rule breaker changer. Yeah. And well, that's why apparently they sacrificed him. But that crucified, not sacrificed, crucified. Um, just that alone, like everything that signifies Jesus, he was, man, he was a carpenter. He had to go cold calling. Cold calling. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go door to door. Come on. But, um, and then everybody, even Solomon, the greatest richest person in the entire world the king of solomon he asked for wisdom and that's one thing that he preaches on is especially in proverbs preaches wisdom and what does the entrepreneur do? read more yeah and the more you learn the more you learn the more you earn and solomon pushes that like wisdom is the one thing wisdom is far greater than any rubies any treasures in on the earth but then he also charged you know billions of dollars in today's standards to a queen that she wanted to learn from him and how many coaches do you know? Yeah. So it's just, I mean, and then the whole thing about if you're Christian or if you're, you know, believe in God, you shouldn't be rich. It's a total bogus lie because someone forgot to tell Solomon, David, Joshua, Joseph, Isaac, someone forgot to tell them because <laughs> they were, 
God's people and they were rich beyond all means. So, and they're all business owners. So let me ask you about that. What do you, what are your thoughts about money? It's Ooh. a very thin line. And I, I, I find it for myself. Like I like money. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a good thing. Amen, brother. So, <laughs> so when I first started uh, digital marketing, I had started with a, one of my business partners Yeah, and we got a third business partner on and then I got pushed out. And the reason they gave me, I don't know if it's BS, but the reason they gave me is because I was only after money. Right. I was like, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I used to work at a Dairy Queen for many, many years. You didn't so, get money there. Yeah. So I was looking out the window. I was like, dude, I can do something. I right. want to do something. Right. So I went out and I did it. Well, it's the whole Gary Vaynerchuk thing uh, where you you need to stop just going, going after the money. Once you provide value to enough people, you'll get the money. Like, don't just seek after the money. And I think that's where I kind of like because... Like I said, I always wanted to be rich. Yeah. So I was all about the money, money, money. Um, but then that's why the whole money is the root of all evil, which is also a bogus lie. It's actually the love of money is all is the root of all evil. It's actually the love of anything um, over Jesus Christ and God. That's the root of all evil. But the way I see money now is more of a tool, uh, just like a hammer. You yeah. can build, you can construct, you can create. But at the same time, I can bash someone over the head and use it as a weapon. Money's the same thing. Money's just the value that we put on it. Um, we can use it as a tool. We can use it to create, build, and construct. And not only that, but it's just so interesting when you start seeing money from a different perspective because nobody really likes money. Nobody loves money. We like what money can get us. Right. So like, if, like that monitor or this microphone, <clears throat> you value this microphone more than you like the money in your pocket. Right. Because it serves worth. a purpose for right. right. So it is, there's an exchange of value, and I think that's the way I'm starting to see money now. Even though, yeah, I want to fill up my bank account. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But the more I fill it up, the more I can, I can do with it. I can bless more people. I can help my family. I can. There's just the power that it has as far as giving you value in one way or another. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's strange because I would rather spend money on stuff that will make me more money in the future, investments, even if they don't work out. So if you actually look at all these boxes right here, yeah, they're CBD bath bombs. I, I spent a lot of money on those, and they've been sitting there for a long time. I was going to say, how long have they been sitting there? They've been sitting there for a couple months, wow. uh, probably longer. Just throw one CBD bath bomb. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you have a pool? Just I, dump no, them in I there? I don't have a pool. <laughs> 100, 100 CBD yeah, bath bomb challenge. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought those and I was like, you know, I'm going to start an online store, sell CBD yeah. bath bombs. But I just never had the time to get it off the ground. You can't even advertise CBD yeah, on it. So it's hard. So it was like uh, I had to use influencer marketing, which is they can throw them into their Instagram stories and they can ask that way. Right. But yeah. I, I, I very, I'm very impulsive. I found that especially... Because I'm very attracted to success. Right. I want success. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm going to find out, find a way to figure it out. Dude, you and me. Yeah. You and me. Because I've, oh, man, I've told you, I've joined like 20 MLM companies. So, yeah, I've always wanted to see. And that's where I think a lot of entrepreneurs have it. And you have it too, the shiny object syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, man, it just goes countless of ways. I did the supplements i did the affiliates i did the mlms i did dude it, yeah i mean i probably would have jumped on that too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it's just it's strange because I think when you get to a certain point, you're making money. You want to you see the right. investment opportunity because I don't know how long what I'm doing now. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do it. Right. Because it's not in our hands. Right. But we figured out the foundation of, of how we can go and make money. We, we pretty much demanded our skills. So right. we learned, we grew, mm-hmm. we grew smarter, and we're figuring it out as right. we go along. There's no book on this. And I think uh, what, I, what I can't stand is when people are like, well, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it. How, do, how are you supposed Where to know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Man. Someone needs I'm, to make a book. I'm just going along yeah. with it. Man. So and Now we have to create a book. Thanks. Yes. Man. <laughs> Right. So I, I find is it's like you're you're going through this entrepreneurial journey, right? right. And there's no really books on how to get there, right? right. So it's just because like, it's different for everybody, yeah, exactly. So there's no cook, cookie cutter method, and yeah, you just and it's one of those things that you just try so many things, and eventually, um, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know a lot of people, uh, for example. When I was getting out of uh, the workforce at Dairy Queen, right, mm-hmm. I was trying something different, and people were like, "Well, you're going to try something different. You're not going to do that. How yeah. you can't? They have very doubt. They doubt you. Oh man, how do you view that? Like, because I'm interested in a lot of different things. Yeah, and for some people, it's like, "Well, you're interested in this. You're interested in this. Or why don't you just settle on one thing? It's what, what are your thoughts on that? Man, I don't even know what to tell you, man, because uh, it's actually got into the point where I'm I'm the same way. Like yeah. I, people tell you, oh, well, do what you're good at. Man, I'm good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. I need to pick something to stick with. And it, yeah, I mean, I'll like, oh, you just run Facebook ads? Oh, no. Yeah. And no, I also do, you know, Google ads and ManyChat. And I also do um, LinkedIn ads. And I also do being like, they're like, okay, so, and I do YouTube ads. Like, I know across the board because I'm, it was that. Like, oh, I learned Facebook ads. Oh, People are looking for Google ads. Well, yeah. Let me learn that. Mm-hmm. Oh, people want to do YouTube ads. Let me learn that. So, so yeah, I, I can't stick to one thing either. And then they're like, well, find out your passion. I'm like, well, my passion is just success. Like, I just yeah. want to find the success. Like, that's it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm running 100 different directions, too. All I know is that right now, um, I don't know. You'll see me on another podcast preaching something else. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I do want to uh, actually implement the, the biblical terms and just kind of, I, I guess in my way, minister in that way. Because right. that's actually how I got into it because my family grew up religious. And by the time, you know, I was a teenager, it was, you know, drugs and alcohol. And I just kind of swayed away from, from anything having to do with God and Jesus. And I just drew away and it wasn't until recently that I got especially more in simply because I started seeing everything as an entrepreneur perspective and just even I go to church three times a week and in every sermon there's there's some entrepreneur perspective that I can get out of it I'm like wow if you don't believe me listen to Joel Olstein. like you listen to it in a biblical, I'm sorry, in an entrepreneur perspective, and you're like, whoa, yeah, I yeah. read that in this book. I read that in that book. So it got me really drawn to that. And I think that's just kind of like my gateway to Jesus. And hey, if I can minister that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, the, the internet has literally opened up the world for anybody to try right. anything that they want to do. And there's really no excuse. Like if you're sitting on your couch, complain like hey uh well nothing's happening today yeah opportunity doesn't work like that i don't know what board is (laughs) yeah i seriously don't know what board is people tell me they're bored i'm like well 
how? <laughs> There's so much to do. <laughs> so many. Th- I'm trying to find extra time in the day. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. Same here. It's, it's I, nuts. It's nuts. It's, it's and I noticed that that when uh, I picked up my past two clients, right? Yeah. Uh, I never understood why people have different monitors. Well, oh, yeah, now yeah. I figure I have my laptop and my computer yeah. set up. So like, all right, I need probably need to invest in uh-huh. another computer. So it's the vertical, dude. Yeah. <laughs> The vertical changed my life. Why? Oh man, because have you ever have you ever like hacked a funnel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> All right, tell but, us about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're hacking a funnel, you have to kind of scroll down through the entire funnel, like because it's a long page, or or even your email. If you get a lot of email, dude, with a vertical monitor, with a widescreen vertical monitor, it's like I can literally see the entire page. Hmm. On, oh. It's beautiful. Interesting. Man. It's beautiful. And you know what? I just ordered one online, so I'm expecting it tomorrow. Nice. Because I was at Danny's house, and, and he has three screens. And I was there working. And yeah, just having that vertical monitor, I was like, geez. It makes life easier. Oh, man. Oh, interesting. I got to uh, look into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a link. I'll, yeah. send, you, I'll send you my affiliate, affiliate link. link. <laughs> <laughs> so touch on that affiliate affiliate marketing. Um, I, I tried it once and I could not get it. I just no, it was, don't understand. It's it. kind of like MLM. It's really hard um, simply because you're just selling somebody else's product. And um, I know Russell Brunson just makes it seem so easy. Like, hey, pick one off a kill, uh, ClickBank and then put it on your site and drive traffic to it and just do the same thing. Yeah. It didn't work for me. Uh, the only affiliate that I have right now is Amazon, but every so often, like people want a book, I send them a link. That's pretty much it. So yeah. I'll make like twenty cents off a book. So yeah. it hasn't really, really paid off. But there's people that literally just yeah. do that. Like they're and they're making a ton of oh, money. I know they're making like a thousand, two thousand on just affiliate clicks. I'm like, geez. Yeah, that's crazy. But so it, are these like new people, or are they they've been doing it for a long time? I I don't know. I, I've seen people say it within 90 days and on YouTube, but I don't believe them. Yeah. I don't believe anybody anymore. <laughs> but, no, it's, I think, and I, this is what I've been noticing. I think the best way and easiest way to do that is just get some awesome keywords that don't really come up in the search, but come up enough. And this is where you do your like keyword marketing. Long tail yeah. Marketing. And just kind keywords. of build a website around those key terms and have it, you know, rank well on Google. And once it's well on Google, you can put all sorts of affiliate links because people will always be clicking on the ad or link, not yeah. ad, but the actual website, go into it. Eventually, after, you know, 200,000 searches, you're bound to get some affiliate clicks. So yeah. that's kind of what I've noticed. Or just niche it down. And so what's your, your take on, on Google versus Facebook advertising? They're two completely different types of right. ways of, of advertising. And I always run into that a lot when I go into clients, right? I'm pitching them. They're like, do you do SEO? It's like, no, it's different. I know a guy yeah. that does it. So I kind of just pass it off to him. Right. But explaining it is is kind of like, okay, I need to educate you so you understand exactly what it is. So what's your take on that? Well, SEO, you should get that SEO client starting $500 and there's like wholesales for like 300 Really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. I offer it now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much the way I, uh, I see it, and um, I was going somewhere, but I lost it. Um, SEO, uh, Google Ads and Facebook Ads, they, 
if you have the money, it'll, it'll all work seamlessly. SEO is long-term. Like, don't expect miracles right out of the bat. But once you stop advertising later on in the year, it'll start producing something because you've worked on it. Um, so it's one of those, when do I invest kind of things. The best time to invest was 20 years ago. Yeah. The second best time is today. So, man, I'm dropping so much knowledge of these guys. <laughs> Warren Buffett. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't create that quote. Um, so when it comes to Google Ads, it's one of those things that people need right away. People are going to search. They're going to research. They're going to investigate. They're, maybe they need a call like plumbing. Like I think someone wanted... Facebook ads on plumbing, it's possible, but you know, a F Google ad would be working so much better because no one's scrolling through Facebook while their toilet's clogging and be like, oh yeah, I need one of those. Yeah. No, you call them as soon as it happens. So Google works that awesomely, especially for like tow trucks, bail bonds, uh, lawyers. Certain industries. Right, certain industries. It can work for all industries specifically because people will still search. People will still research. And those people are more, they're uh, already actively looking. So they're more highly engaged. They're going to be a higher quality lead. That's why it's more expensive because Google loves spending money. Yeah. Oh, it's man. High, they're known as what? Higher intent. Yeah, right? exactly. They're higher intent. So they're already looking. But Facebook is kind of like one of those, like a TV commercial. Watching TV and then, oh, there's, oh, I want that. Let me call or go to the grocery store and get it. So Facebook is kind of one of those things. But when you put them together, they work so awesomely because you can drive traffic through Google, people that are higher in 10, then just retarget them on Facebook. So they all work hand in hand and they can work separately. But together, there's just so much more. Yeah, content. I love those clients that have those big oh, budgets man. where you can run everything. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> can you do this, this, and this? Yeah, yeah. pay up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, there's not very many yeah, out there. there. Isn't. So. <laughs> there isn't. And it's one of those, those things that, the people that pay the least expect the most. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. That's yeah, not how it works. Uh, like for South Texas Comic Con, this guy yeah. had a big budget. And he was like, all right, well, let's advertise on everything. I was like, really? I was oh, like, man. So we literally advertised on everything. We couldn't get into Twitch, though, because he had to like request it. Yeah. So that was that. that's interesting because I wanted to get in that, dude. Hulu, dude. I want to get commercials on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, because nobody watches TV anymore. Yeah. I watch Hulu all the time. I watch uh, Netflix. Well, see, even Netflix has commercials. Like, really? No, so, they have their own commercials. Hmm. Um, There's uh, something interesting that happened the other because uh, radio stations, uh, 104.9, um, what is it? Uh, Wild 104.9 or something. Uh, iHeartRadio. They're having yeah. their, they're creating their own platform to run your own advertisements. So like you and me can put hmm. content into their radio broadcast yeah. system and push your own commercials. I feel like that's going to end up pushing out the sales guys, which yeah. it's, it's eventually right. Right. Once they, they start getting the platform better, but I feel like, damn, like these things are just become automated and regular guys like yeah. us. Well, not regular guys. All right. Skilled, skilled, <laughs> skilled guys, guys. Right? skilled guy like us, you know, we're just going to jump in there <laughs> like, and take I'm not people. hiring any of these two jokers. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Skill guys like us can go in there and create content right. for the radio stations if somebody wants that. Yeah. It's crazy because... Uh, See, that I, would be something. Yeah, it's, it's going to... Because people trust radio again. more than yeah. Facebook or Google, which is weird, but yeah. It's interesting because I, I, I put that post out last night. It was, um, you get more bang for your buck, right, for, right. from digital marketing than you do getting a $3,000 billboard. 
Right. A $5,000 oh, TV yeah. commercial. Because I've never been driving down the express and been like, oh, man, let's circle that. back around because I need to get the phone number. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I'll get it on the way back. But yeah. So I, I, what do you think it is about billboards that, that attracts clients? I, I think Or is it the sales team? No, I think it's just the fact that it's big and beautiful and so many eyes are going to be seeing it because you can sell people easier on impressions than you can leads. Yeah. Like uh, Danny Vega, if any of you guys know him, uh, we had this whole long conversation that people pay for impressions. And it's weird because when he was talking about that, someone left a little hanger on the door saying, saying just that, like be in front of, you know, 10,000 people. Uh, in your area and they're charging for impressions yeah but yet they won't pay for the leads when it's someone actively knocking on the door um and it's just weird because that's all it is impressions impressions doesn't pay the bills right and tv is impressions billboards impressions it's just big and shiny i guess i guess it depending on on what the campaign is going after because right. obviously there's awareness campaigns that, that right. i run on facebook so it's either awareness uh, engagement or lead generation right so with with billboards i mean coca-cola awesome stc fine but you know a lawyer that wants people to call them yeah why yeah. like there's no need yeah <clears throat> so well, it's just it's actually depends. interesting because i picked up a lawyer client and um we're just pushing out awareness campaigns right now to build up his right. awareness campaign. Right? Yeah. And eventually we're going to turn on the lead stuff. But I found that he was telling me, was like, when he went to the courthouse, now people are recognizing him. It's like, oh, you're a big, big guy now. Ah, so he's different. It, it's different. It works both ways. Exactly. I'm going to put a billboard myself. <laughs> I thought about that with me, these me, uh, bath me, bombs. Me, and, me and Josh are just <laughs> like that. Check out their podcast. Nobody sees it. <laughs> <laughs> I find it interesting because there's so much you can do. Now, going back to South Texas Comic Con, uh, Ramsey had asked me uh, if I would go with him to do a, it was like an, an event at the convention center. And it's about the marketing techniques right. that we used. And they were interested in how you, you market to millennials. Right. So what we were using is more interruptive ads, like, our, like you were in talking Facebook about. Facebook and stuff. Facebook yeah. like that, right? But... What's interesting is when you tell a story on Facebook with long form content, well, that's right. branding. That's a different type right. of style of marketing that people don't really get. Right? right. So there's differences within these. Just in with that alone. Within that alone. But see, that's what people don't understand. Like, oh, because yeah, you talk to businesses. I'm, oh, yeah, I boost ads all the time. Yeah. So I don't need your help. No, dude. Like, yeah. It's not just about that. There's so much more that goes involved. And that's where that's where we have the skill. Yeah. But beyond that, I was going to say, um, actually, I was going to say this. You can develop these skills, and it's awesome because now you have this arsenal of stuff. Um, like, if all of my clients got dead tomorrow, um, not physically dead, <laughs> just, just stopped needing my service, I have so many other skills that I can be like, okay, well, I can do this next. I can do this next. And um, that's awesome. But I think sales above all Above anything else, it, it trumps everything. Yeah. Um, because if you can sell, you can literally just sell. And like I said, if you can sell SEO for a thousand dollars, you can find someone to do it for three hundred and keep seven hundred for nothing. Yeah. Just selling. So, and that goes with everything. Um, but I'm one of those guys that I love knowing the skill. Yeah. Like I just love knowing the technical background, and and that's what I thrive on. Do you do you ever feel like you you 
take on so many skills and then you're doing all these things at the same time. It's like, oh shit, why did I learn all yeah. these skills? <laughs> Damn, it's kind of a double-edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I need to learn a skill to trim this down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because sometimes it, it, it it's a lot. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it's like, <laughs> the best is when you're talking to a client and they're like, well, what can you do? And I'm like, oh man, I can do it. Like with just your business alone, I go a million miles an hour and I'm like, oh, well, we can do a chatbot in your ad. And then that chatbot can go to, you know, a Facebook ad. And but at the same time, we can have Google running this and then YouTube will like knowing so many skills like you, you just don't know where to right. kind of narrow it down yeah. and then just overwhelm the client. That's happened to me a couple of times. Yeah, it's <laughs> strange because uh, a lot of the clients don't know anything. So it's, right. it's, it's informing them, educating them. Right. And I still I find myself that I have to do that because they they just don't get it like they don't right. they're wrapped up in their world they're trying to get their business going I understand and, and then yeah. worried about all right was well, this guy gonna do produce for me stuff like that exactly so, yeah so, yeah but it's one of those things that you have to tell them like look people aren't gonna come to me to crack my back yeah. or crack their back so obviously that's a chiropractor thing <laughs> so many people in the chiropractor space but um yeah the in <laughs> it's funny when they actually when you're running their ads and they're like well i don't like that picture yeah or, no oh i love it i love it when they tell me they don't love the picture because i'm like all right give me one of your pictures and i'll put them side by side i don't even care i'm like let's test them out let's see which one works better and mine always blows them out of the water <laughs> and i feel bad because there's this one client that it's <laughs> it's a picture of him but it's a horrible picture of him and i feel really bad but that one is just getting that one's getting a dollar fifty leads Every other picture is getting $10 leads. So it's like, but that one's working. And he keeps telling me to change it. I'm like, I can't. It's working. (laughs) Same thing with my my home builder client. Uh, He wanted me to change some stuff up. I was like, dude, it's producing two leads a day, man. Like, no. Don't touch it. Don't touch it, That's actually the hardest part. Like, no, I'm not going to touch it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, they just don't get it because they they see the they see their beautiful homes right. and stuff like that. No, I want to push this out. We can push it out, but it's not going to be an ad. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. man, I'm, I'm well, not touching that. Weezing's brand awareness. <laughs> and that's crazy because I've been running the same ad. I only uh, switched up the creative probably about three months ago. And it's still producing those leads yeah. day after day. And I haven't touched it for, for like six months. <laughs> that is so awesome. No, it's funny because people ask me like, when do you know when to change it? Or when to, you know, make a change or anything? And it stops working. Yeah, like, exactly. What else can you do? Yeah. Let it go. I don't think people understand that we're in the business manager and ads platform every single day. Yeah. Like, we're, well, it doesn't matter if it's producing those leads. Every day. I'm have, still looking. Have you gotten that new Facebook? I can't I can't get it, dude. I, I switched back to the old <laughs> one. I was like, I just don't understand it yet. And I don't want to take the time to learn it. It takes a little while to get used to, but it, it yeah, there's some little. I wonder drawbacks. why they, I wonder why they switched it up. I don't know. There's, so what I heard is that. Facebook at any given moment is running 10,000 different versions of Facebook around the world. 10,000 different what? versions. What? Yeah, it's crazy. I've only seen two. <laughs> there's always a little suck. there's always a little <laughs> <laughs> There's always little things that change that I that I noticed like the, the like page went away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it came back. I was like, dude, there's so many different no, things. No, the custom audiences, well, you can't even um, you can't even track clicks or engagement. Like you can't do a custom audience for people that engage. Damn. I was like, what? That was like my bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's so many tools in, in the arsenal of the Facebook platform, yeah. dude. Like nobody even gets it. Oh, so dude. talk talk about the Facebook Pixel <laughs> and and these uh these 
obviously these audiences that you can go after the lookalike audiences because oh. I, I feel people are like are tired of me talking about it all the time <laughs> so i want to get your take on it i hear you guys no. <laughs> I, I know it's so i don't listen to him <laughs> i kid i kid um with the facebook pixel it, it's uh <laughs> it's a love and hate relationship actually and i say that because yesterday i just couldn't get a pixel to work and it just wouldn't pick up and all of a sudden it was just because there was an extra period in the thing and i'm like i don't know <laughs> how long did that but, take to figure yeah, out it just took me a couple of hours dude. i don't <laughs> want to talk about it <laughs> but um no it's it's beautiful i i honestly don't know and it's it's one of those things that <laughs> I don't know if it's like an urban legend or not because I've opened brand new accounts and just gone straight to conversion. Yeah. And I'm not even bad an eye and I'll get $2 leads, $5 leads. But then there's those that, that I have for a long time with the pixel warmed up and everything and it's producing me $15 leads. So, so sometimes I'm like, nah, the pixel doesn't work. But then all of a sudden it surprises me big time like all of a sudden um i'll run an ad with the pixel that's been you know seasoned run, seasoned there you go seasoned thank you uh and it, like i'll get five leads like with less than a dollar so it's just one of those things that i'm like what these, is zuckerberg doing? Are, you, are you running these to uh like landing pages yeah. or okay yeah so typically that's the only time i use the, the pixel which is you know, I guess quite a bit. Um, I do lead ads because they're so much easier and faster to set up and you get traction right away. But um, it's nice because you can set up the conversions properly, like a lead, a purchase, or someone that initiated checkout. And I think it works better with those high-paying clients. Yeah. Because most of the time, it's like a chiropractor or a dentist or whatever. You're just looking for someone, a lead, or, you know, someone to book an appointment, which is a purchase. But... If you have someone that has the high budget that says, hey, if they click on this link, re retarget them with this. Yeah. And, and I think retargeting is like the best part of, of, of the whole pixel because everybody that touched that pixel can be retargeted with this ad. If they saw so much of this content, then you retarget them with this one. If they open this email, but not this one, you retarget. And that's where it kind of gets all intricate and, and more technical. That's where it works. When it's just simple, basic ad, I mean... Yeah, you can just put a, a lead at it, a lead pixel, and be yeah. done with it. Yeah, I don't so. think people understand that because I, I develop or create so much content for my clients. So I create obviously the horizontal video, then I create right. the vertical video. So this past time we were filming, it was it was one horizontal video and one vertical video. Mm -hmm. So I'm specifically putting the vertical videos for Facebook stories right. and for Instagram stories, but. It's a male, and then I have one for a female, and and their their percentage rate of people that are going to the school are eighty percent female. Right. So I'm pushing the female right in front of the females that right. look like that person. Ah. So like you can't do that stuff on TV. You can't do that exactly. stuff on radio. No, and, and even even more like people are always. And here's the oh, if business owners are listening. Web pages are all fun and dandy, but they're not getting you cu customers. They're not getting you clients. You need a landing page that gets some. Put in your name and email and phone number and, and that's it. What do you think it is about the website that lures these these business owners to it? I'm going to go ahead and put the, the dot-com burst. <laughs> the dot-com bubble because everybody wants a website now. And, and websites are great um, when you have several products. But when you're trying to push one thing, like you just have 
a page just for that. And I think the best way to set up a web page would be your web page, which is a service that you offer, and then each service have a separate landing page. Right. And then within those, you have a separate pixel for each landing page. So if let's say lawn guarding, people want um, or what's something construction construction people want a remodel of a kitchen then you have a kitchen pixel if you have people want a bathroom then you have a bathroom pixel people want you know i don't know building an extra room they have another one and then you retarget in each one of those and that's where the pixel is beautiful but um people just send people to the website and then there's just so much clutter and they just get them back out. Yeah, I like uh, I like using Hotjar. Have you heard of the Hotjar? Yes, it's cool because you can actually see how people are interacting on your website. Yes, it's so I, dirty I, sometimes. <laughs> like where are they going? Where are they going? Where are they going to go next? You follow a little mouse everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's actually a pretty cool software. Um, perfect audience. I've, I've been wanting to test that one out. And I still haven't had the chance. Actually, it's, it's fun. I, I set it up for uh, for one of my clients at one point, and really? I, it's for custom conversion rate optimization right i was right. trying to get everything right on the page so yeah. it doesn't look cluttered right go straight to the thing that you want and then boom but it, it it's uh just another thing that now you have to monitor yeah so it's it's always it's, something it's man. already enough softwares i'm tired <laughs> of softwares yeah so just make it easy and just, i know yeah get these leads and like done i know i can do this i want to do this how do i do this oh you need this software great and there's another monthly charge yeah and we, we complain about monthly charges yeah. our overheads what like maybe nothing 200 bucks <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> i just i find it i find it fascinating because uh it, it's just so much stuff that we could offer but i think i don't know if it's here that the budgets just aren't big enough like nobody wants to spend on advertising i won't even pick up a client anymore here in the valley yeah Oh, yeah, I don't work in the Valley. No, at all. At so, all. So where are your clients from? Oh, dude, uh, I have a couple in Australia. I have a couple in UK. And then I have Florida, New York, Chicago. I had one in Baltimore. Vegas right now, Dallas, uh, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle. And you got all these through cold calling? No, these are actually um, either cold emailing or the agency. Okay. You got them and then I just work. I got you. So, okay. yeah, it's pretty much all US wide and, and Australia right now is blowing up. Interesting. I was uh, listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, where was it in Australia where they took away the likes? Or what? I forgot where oh, it was. Oh, wasn't that UK? Was it UK? They took Australia. away the lights and uh, the likes. And so you, you don't know how many people are liking your stuff. Yeah, on, on Instagram, right? Or something yeah, on like Instagram. That? Oh, it's going to be an that. interesting case study to, to yeah. see what happens, because I feel exactly. like, of course, it's vanity, right? It's a vanity metric, but it's going to really change the way people create upload content, content yeah. create content. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we should actually start developing now. And I think, dude, making content for even my Instagram page, um, the biblical entrepreneur and my podcast and the blog, like. In, I want to start vlogging. Like it's a lot to create yeah, content. Like you just, what else can I do? What can I do next? There's so much out there. And then I look at the Bible and it's like this thing. I'm like, oh, there's all my content. <laughs> but but then just trying to dissect that and just put it into words and put it into a video is it's a lot. So yeah. usually it requires a team, which that's why I'm here. That's the only reason it's not even about the podcast. I'm not real Joshua. <laughs> We actually need to get to that because we need to talk about the podcast. Ah, yes. what we want to do that. So the, the idea behind this podcast is Podcast Go, right? Yes. I, I, I don't know why. Just that name sounds good. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go. Yeah, you go. Just stuck. Maybe that's what it was. 
<laughs> so so podcast go is is for it's aimed at entrepreneurs or enterprise level medium-sized businesses that i want to go after right right and i think it makes sense because these are the guys that have the big wallets that right. can afford something to have their podcast on itunes google podcast like these i think that's just the podcast listener is a different person that is on Facebook or Instagram. I or feel. even on the radio. Yeah. So touch on that because you listen to podcasts. Right. There's I, a lot I of try. people. There's a lot of people that listen to podcasts now. I, I don't read. I learn by listening. Ah, all right. I'm a completely different <laughs> mindset. You, you have a I library learn. of podcasts. <laughs> library of podcasts, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I learn. But right. I, I learn visually. Uh, I learn by hearing. You learn by reading. But... I feel like the podcast listener, if somebody's going to actually listen to your podcast, even if it's 30 minutes, an hour, right. you know, they're really interested in what you're talking about. Absolutely. Um, and that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, because you can only talk for an hour by yourself before people start getting turned off. Um, the podcast, I love podcasts. I just don't listen to them. And here's why. <laughs> here's why. Because I never leave my house and I'm constantly on my computer and People say, well, you can listen to a podcast and, and do your work. No, I can't. Yeah, like, there's only so much bandwidth in your head. That yeah, you like I'll be working and they say something that's like, whoa, that, that, I got to hear that. And like, I'll stop working. So I can only do one thing at a time. Um, by the way, multitasking is complete crap. <laughs> if, any, if anybody's read the book, The One Thing. They, no, I yeah. don't read. Ah, you need a, you <laughs> I need, need to listen to the podcast. Let me send you my Audible uh, <laughs> affiliate <go>. link. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i by have the way we're marketers right so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're always trying to push something they'll be down at the bottom um it's just uh it's just that i, I audiobooks are awesome podcasts are awesome because there was a time that i was actually uh driving a lot and that's when i would listen to them and the, <laughs> i i hope someone from my school is listening the school i used to work with um we had uh, this is a side story we had a part where we had to stand out there and take care of the kids when they're playing the, in the playground during their recess. Well, I just found it so... I, I can't be doing nothing for so long before I'm like, okay, I, I need to do something. I need to learn something. I need Something needs to be going on. And it was like that for about a year. And I'm like just sitting out there just watching kids. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I should just start listening to podcasts. But they don't let you have, you know, Headphones, so right. I got this little thing, um, this little mic, uh, earphone, headphone. It's like this small and just kind of fits into your ear and it kind of, you don't see it. Yeah. Especially administration because the cameras are way off and I'm in the field. So that's when I started listening to podcasts and I would just sit there just listening to podcasts and, and that's what I love about podcasts. And I think it has more to do with people that are wanting to learn when they're doing something else that's unproductive. Right. And I think that's why it's different because radio, it's like people just want to jam out and just be tuned out. But with podcasts, it's someone that wants to hear something interesting, learn something interesting. And, you know, they're driving they're They can't read. They're, you know, busy doing something else. They can't read. So I, I think that's why podcasts have this different demographic. And I, I absolutely love it because they're my peeps. Yeah. Cause I can't, like I said, I can't, be sitting still and not doing nothing. Right. No, no, I completely agree. I think uh, actually sometimes I'll just shut off everything and just stand outside. Like at night, I'll yeah. just look up at the sky. 
or I'll just I'll, I'll turn off everything and that's like then my creative right. comes. It's weird because we're always in front of something. We're always yes. doing something. So it's like your mind's always busy. Right. And there's never a shutoff point. And I, that's that's when I come up with these crazy ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> no, no. My my wife is probably being like, yeah, yeah. I'll be eating food and she'll be talking. But I'm my mind's like going 100 miles an hour yeah. because I'm finally away from everything. So you're right. You just start thinking and... Yeah, we, we have that issue. I don't think it's an issue. I, I like it. But she's like, are you paying attention to me? I'm like, what? Podcast good? <laughs> so that's the idea behind it. So I'm interested in your take on it because uh, we're talking about it now. Yeah. I want to launch it. And Absolutely. it's, it's going to get launched, right? It's either going to be an add-on service or it's going to be a standalone service. So I want to know your thoughts on on the idea. I, I dig it. I actually like it because, because I was at... Man, Danny Vega is getting a lot. I need to charge Danny Vega for all this marketing I'm giving him. Um, I was at his house, and he has an amazing system for podcasting, even though he doesn't do it. And I'm doing my podcast, and I have just this little, those blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one of those speakers, and I go back to my house, and I'm trying to do a podcast, and, and it just sounds horrible to me after listening to a $500 one. Um, so I think it was just one of those, like, man, I... How can I do it so I, I don't have to spend for all the equipment? I don't have to worry about purchasing this, hooking it up, um, and pretty much the cost of spending on the equipment. Um, and it's funny that the podcast go, that's what it kind of tackles. Like, dude, don't worry about having a whole air system in your office in the back or in a separate room. Like, we got gotcha. you. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it, simply the fact that People can start a podcast that because there's businesses that would thrive in a podcast yeah. and having a podcast without needing all the equipment. They just kind of pay someone to do they all schedule the work. it and boom. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, I have a guest. Schedule mm-hmm. it. We're there. Record. Done. Yeah. And they don't have to worry about all this equipment. Exactly. I mean, look at this. This is screwy. This is camera catching me. <laughs> like, actually, I don't want anybody to see anything that we're using. <laughs> Oh, good. Check it's hidden. Yeah, it's hidden. It's, it's hidden. So that's nice. the cool thing. Like, like nowadays, I'm, I'm trying to find anything in the digital world right. where I can make money off of. Right. Because I think that's where everything is going to go. There, in, in, there's this one thing, and Ty Lopez said it when I was first watching him a long, long time ago, that is a mentor, um, Joe Stalin. He's uh, a farmer, right? Yeah, the yeah. farmer. He said that he can't go to sleep at night because there's so many ways to make money. And at that point in my life, I was like, what like you're thinking like how i didn't know any other way to make money except hourly and now it's like i don't know where to start like there's so many ways to make money that i'm at this analysis paralysis that i'm like well i can do this but i can do this but i can do this which way do i go right so it's one of those things you can't do them all um you know if you chase two rabbits you end up catching none yeah i'm full of quotes (laughs) yeah so so it's true so I totally get where you're going with this, and and that's why when you brought it up to me, I'm like, Shh, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I find it because obviously I, I do a bunch of different things, right? So right. if you look back here, I have the In It to Win It, yes, which is a RGV game show that we filmed the pilot for, right? Right. So that's my thing is like, all right, I'm I'm very spontaneous with certain things, right? But I get them done, and I want to see what it looks like, so then I can right. go out and look for maybe investors or just do it myself eventually yeah. right but it's an idea that that i had i brought it all together filmed it and now it, 
it has life. Right. Right. So I, there's another thing that I, uh, I probably shouldn't be drinking when I'm pitching stuff to people. <laughs> so I think uh, Friday night uh, we were drinking margaritas. And uh, have you ever seen uh, what's that show on, on YouTube? It's um, Bat in the Sun. No. So Bat in the Sun is like where they pin up superheroes like, like Wolverine against uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. And they'd have like pretty legit fight scenes. Oh, okay. so it's like yeah, a storyline. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to do that here in the and valley. I probably have seen it. Yeah, it, it's they're very popular. Yeah. So I wanted to do the same thing, but here in the valley, using I guess uh, the regional superheroes or whatever we oh, can okay. create our own whatever. Yeah, so I, I it is. yeah, something something <laughs> like that. I think it would be cool, but because it's very regional, right? Right. So I, I I ended up posting on Facebook. Does anybody know any fight choreographers? And then like oh, two yeah. minutes later, somebody messaged, hey, yeah, I know somebody, yeah. San Antonio. So I was like, well, how much would you charge me to do two fight scenes, choreograph two fight scenes? And then uh, she was like, well, I'll charge this much. Boom. I paid her right then and there. And then I, yeah, I'm spontaneous, right? So that's the thing. Is that she's coming down, I think, next Friday. We're going to meet, iron out all the details. Then in September, we're going to film. So nice. stuff like that. I like to be creative. Yeah, yeah. I think the the money that's coming in now needs to be used to to push right. that creativity side. Exactly. You can't sit on money. That's for that's for certain. Yeah. Like you can't just save it. The, you, you don't save yourself to wealth. But uh, actually, that's actually one of the traits my wife hates about me: the fact that I'm like, I should do this, and then tomorrow, like I'll start doing it. Yeah. For no reason, I'll just spend all day like making a website and creating all this, and and she'll. <laughs> She'll be like, well, then how are you going to do this? I'm like, I'll figure it out like when I get there. Like, yeah. She doesn't understand that I'll jump and build the plane on the way down. Yeah. Where she's more of a planner. Like, no, what's your next step? And what's the next step? I don't know. I don't care. Like, let's just get it off the ground running. Do you, do you ever feel like that those two different mentalities, the mentality that we have just is, is a breeding ground for success? Because I, I know a lot of people that, that plan out stuff too, right? Right. And they're very. Uh, this is how it is. This is how. This is what right. we're going to do. I feel like those two people exist in the world, and they both can be very successful. But I think risk taking is gets you there faster. Right. Well, here's the thing. And I, I've been reading Joe Dispenza's book on uh, breaking the habit of being yourself, and it pretty much talks about that. The fact that um, we always try to plan out everything, but the thing is that we're planning out everything with past experiences, so we're only going to get the same experience. A lot of times it is possible, especially in the entrepreneurial world, where we invert things and um, you find out your goal. You find out, okay, in, in a year I want to do this. And then, okay, so every month I need to do this. That means every week I need to do this. That means every day I need to do this. That's all fine and dandy. But with Joe Dispenza, he, he breaks it down to where you just focus on the goal. And you, like, you let the universe figure out the how, which is beautiful because it's actually Proverbs uh, six. 16.3, it says, um, commit your plans to the Lord and he'll lead the, he'll, he'll lead the success or the path. So it's just that. Find out what your goal is and just don't, let, don't worry about the how. Like God will take care of the how. Yeah. And the fact that we just jump in, that's all we know. We know where we're going to head. Yeah. We just start doing it and we start running and we start going. And I think that's beautiful. And I can find you so many story Bibles that it's just that. I mean, the prime one, for example, God told Abraham, hey, I need you to go to Israel. And he's like, all right. He's packed up and he started going. He didn't ask how. He didn't. 
he just took the opportunity and went. Yeah. Like, and it's just one of those things that, that we do all the time. And I, and I love being like that. I love like, Hey, let's do this. Okay. And tomorrow we're, we're working on something doing that. Yeah. Or even that afternoon. Depends on. Yeah. How I, I always feel like, like when you get this thing started, that's when things start to fall in place. Right. Like, you don't, all right, I'm going to plan all this stuff. And exactly. this is going to come. You just know where you want to be. Yeah. And like I said, God will worry about the how. Yeah, the universe comes into the, yeah, it everything just works. Starts, yeah, everything just starts being into fruition. Do you, do you take uh are you do you subscribe to the uh, notion that we're all connected somehow and these ideas flow through all of us and oh, then this man. this thing I think that's a real question. This is this talk the, about that. The ether, <laughs> the ether and the universe. Uh, absolutely. And specifically because um well, besides creation, even if you go down to and I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I love physics. I love chemistry and biology. And the more I learn about science, the more I believe in God. And I don't know why people tend to separate those. But, dude, we, we are all made. Everything is made of the same thing. We're all made of atoms. And you know what? I just actually read this. And I've read all of Stephen Hawking's books. Um, Joe Dispenza, I think, put it the best. Um, whether it be this table, that glass of coffee, or you and I, we're all made of atoms and within that atom there's neutrons and protons and electrons but between the neutrons and protons and electrons the space between that and the actual atom is the atoms actually 99.999% empty it's all energy so with that if we're all made of the same thing I mean, we all started off as carbon, nitrogen, and hydrogen. You see, I told you it was going to get deep, bro. <laughs> I told you it was going to get deep. So, yes, we're all made of the same thing. We're all made of the same stardust. Um, and we're all made from energy. And energy can't be created nor destroyed. So we've been here. Everything is here. It's just a matter of fact of how that energy level is coming across. And since we're all energy, even that this space between us, um, there's a lot of chemistry. <laughs> you can only see it on YouTube, by the way. Let's <laughs> hear the auras are coming alive. Um, it's all energy. So we're, we're, we're definitely all made of the same stuff. We're all definitely interconnected. And I mean, if you want to go scripture on it, we're all children of God. So what do you think about, about aliens, other life in the world? Ooh, the universe. You see that? You see that? The universe. Man. I, I want to know how many people are in. If you miss the first half, or I don't know, man. If Can we put this in the beginning? Guys, you need to stick around to the end. It gets pretty intense. Put that in the beginning. <laughs> um, it's really hard for me to, to distinguish that one. And I know, and this is why I say that um, it's really hard for me. And I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people out there. If you guys are out there, contact me. Because I believe in science. I believe in extraterrestrials to a sense. But I also believe in God and Jesus Christ. So to me, the universe is so, 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 so vast. And we are a speck of, you know, grain of sand in the, in the, in the beach compared to everything. Like We're like the third smallest planet in our own little galaxy. And Pluto's not a planet anymore, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> well, they, he says no, but the the I forgot the name of it. They actually put reindicted into. Anyways, that's a whole nother, That's another another podcast. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Jeez. Oh yeah, yeah. extraterrestrials. <laughs> yeah, you lost it for a second. <laughs> um, 
it's it's really hard to just say no there isn't anything else we're the only live creatures in the entire universe have you guys seen men in black not not the third one i still haven't seen the third one but the first one at the very end they take a glimpse out of the the earth yeah, yeah, I remember and it that. keeps going further and further back into their galaxy and then gets thrown into a big mar- glass marbles and this big avian thing well that's just we can't even comprehend how big the universe is so it's really hard to say like oh yeah no we're the only ones in this entire right. vast immensity of universes so it i can't say yes i believe there's i saw an alien the other day but i can't say i don't what do you think about uh, those those pilots those air pilots uh, that see all these things because uh, there's a huge so obviously conspiracy theories yeah. are like the number one thing that gets viewed the most especially with joe everything especially with mr epstein yeah that's not so that's there's a, a huge controversy topic. where like the, all these these uh generals and stuff that were in the army they're talking about these aliens that they saw and uh they've been discredited so it's like did you see them or you you're just coming it's on the a, shows because yeah or you got whacked because the fbi decided to put you down uh ooh. <laughs> they're gonna we'll, we'll erase that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh do you have a google home they're probably listening i know <laughs> uh by the way sidetrack with the google home and the alexa i mean everybody's worried about the whole they're listening to you who cares you're gonna have chicken tonight for dinner like they're gonna do anything with it anyways um <laughs> they're not gonna do anything with that information yeah it's uh that and that's why it's weird because things happen that we can't explain and yeah i mean i i, I don't know if you guys have read or have heard of the book uh, a pale white horse mm, i've heard of it haven't yeah you? so this guy is in the navy i think and he would see all this crazy stuff and he just decided to publish a book and he didn't care about the consequences and he just goes into that and you can't when someone believes in something so much i mean there's a bermuda triangle there's bigfoot there's all these other things and it's just some unexplainable stuff that you just don't have the answers to just like how the earth was created yeah like um it's just one of those things like what do you say what do you say it's just like okay (laughs) i i mean i want to but i don't at the same time and i think one of the movies actually put it best that if there was aliens on another planet and they came to earth they're far more advanced than we are yeah oh obviously yeah yeah of course yeah so uh, i was listening to something this morning they're friendly (laughs) it was talking about um monkeys so there was a certain kind of uh, a monkey it was i forget what it was but eventually down the line humans monkeys the monkeys were in the trees we were in the trees at some point right yeah and then we were the weaker of the monkey chimpanzees right we were weaker right so they pushed us out of the trees and we had to fend for ourselves (laughs) so we we were land land i guess we were on land land monkeys land monkeys right what are your thoughts on that? Because you come from a relig- religious aspect, or, or not religious, right? Yeah, don't see what So yeah, punch so, you right so, in the front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about that then, because you have a bunch of different thought processes, right? And, and talk about that. Nah, I'm an interesting guest. <laughs> um, controversial. Yeah, very controversial. Let's. Oh man, I can't wait for the comments on this one. <laughs> um, it's horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Um, it that's all it is because you can't tell me that we were made or created or evolved from from apes there's no way because if we how do we were in the trees and we came and we now we're walking breathing 
thought processing individuals that can have com clear communication. Monkeys don't have a civilization. So if we were weaker, why are they still in the trees? For one. Um, but other than that, I mean, you have to see, is it, I'm going to go biological and chemistry on you guys. Um, the create of the universe started with several different elements and it's going to be carbon, nitrogen, um, hydrogen, and I, I forgot what else, but the earth, once it was big bang, whatever you want to call it, those actually had to be heated to a certain amount of temperature, um, through the primordial ooze. And then it had to create a single cell organism. That singular cell organism needed to be heated up to a certain amount of temperature and a certain amount of time to become a multicellular organism. That multicellular organism went to be a tadpole, tadpole, fish, fish, frog, frog, reptilian, reptilian, all the way to mammals. I'm sorry, but you have to be, have more faith in that science, mm -hmm. then you have to have faith in a God that literally orchestrated the entire being. We are complex individuals. We, the reason why we have so much, and, and the Bible tells us as far as the animals are in one place, but the animals don't have a soul. They don't have free will. And if you notice, the animal has two instincts, flight or fight. That's it. Yeah. It's either hungry or it's running away from somebody that's trying to eat it because someone else is hungry. And that's it. I mean, it has like nurturing because of moms and stuff like that. But other than that, they don't have the free will that we do. A lion's not going to stop being a lion. I mean, right. I tell that to Siegfried and Roy. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so, um, and I think Chris Rock puts it best that where he's like, people say that the, the tiger went crazy. The tiger didn't go crazy. The tiger went tiger. Yeah. Because it only has one will. Yeah. We have free will. And just with that alone, you can't tell me that we evolved from a monkey because then there wouldn't be any more monkeys. But not only that, we, evolution is totally bogus also because it's a theory. And, you, and this is going to go any further. Man, I can't wait for the comments on this one. <laughs> uh, as far as evolution goes, dude, it's been more than 3,000 years. And and what? we We still get hungry we still have flight or fight response we still have caveman tendencies where is the evolution the only evolution that's happened is the fact that we've made gadgets yeah. that's it well okay well technology has advanced so much within the, like, the past hundred years technology has evolved yeah technology has evolved <laughs> we have not so what do you what's your take on uh so i was listening to something that and then it's scientifically proven that there was two different types of humans right so the ne neanderthals right right and then us two different things right humanoids whatever right <laughs> <laughs> i like that but term. somehow somehow the uh, neanderthals just they, they cease to exist right. anymore so what is your take on that they're two different humans but right this human now is what's thriving I, I think we're just they're trying to find flaws in in the entire structure they want to i guess find out what really happened when it's already pretty much laid out the bible talks about giants and um stuff like that as far as because at that time um angels would roam along with us and they have nephilims nephilims which was half angel half human and they were giants they were a different breed and yet that's why the flood came so the bible does talk about that in a sense um that's the only thing i can actually put it as far as biblical terms but other than that i mean 
too bad for them. <laughs> I don't think we're qualified wow. to talk about this subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went a little too deep. All right, I, so, so let's, okay, switch the subject. You talked about Alexa, Google Home. <laughs> I'm interested in that because uh, they're, so information now is the number one source. Uh, where's the number one um, asset? It, right. it took over oil. So Jeez. now Google, Facebook, these huge Amazon, these huge platforms that are getting all this information now, it's become the number one asset. Trump's yeah. oil. Now, what do you think about that? Because there's these huge companies that have all this data on us. Oh, dude. Um, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so be it. I mean, that's the name of the game. It's going to happen. Either you're living out in the wilderness, you know, feeding off of whatever you catch or you're part of the informational system there's nothing you can do about it and that's why people are like oh i can't put a google home or i can't put an alexa in my house because then they'll be listening to everything like i said who cares i mean if people want to be hearing you know me yelling at my wife when she can have dinner ready that's <laughs> fine and dandy like what are they going to do with that information they already have everything else yeah like ever since you as soon as you're born what happens you're you in the your, system. You're in the system. You, yeah. And they already put your fingerprint. And your social security already has that, all that information. That's why you put your social security every time you're going to do anything. So even before the informational age, they already had you in the system. This is just making it easier for them. But yeah. trust me, they're going to get it anyways. Yeah. And it's going to be available to us marketers. And, and now it's available to <laughs> So So get into Google Home and get an Alexa and, and look up... Uh, Joshua's an Alexa skill at the we'll, bottom. We'll get, yeah, we'll get you the stuff that you really want. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't even know you need yet. <laughs> exactly. So artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. I'm, I'm digging it. <laughs> Why? Well, it, I mean, Facebook is smarter than us. Like a lot of people, uh, I have a lot of uh, people asking me questions as far as Facebook ads and stuff like that. And they're always like, well, what do I target? And what ages? And what areas? And Honestly, I don't care. I just, as long as they're not 18, it's 21 and over for me and open targeting. Yeah. Because Facebook will do its thing. Yeah. The algorithm is very advanced. Yeah. So just with that, I mean, the algorithms and AI is just taking a crazy, crazy, crazy step. And honestly, I, I've always loved the future. I've always liked the past too, so... We're, we're like in a weird transitional period yeah. where like, like obviously AI, they're already talking about it, taking the jobs of, of regular people. So in a restaurant, right? Right. You're going to eventually get a robot that's going to cook your food. I can't wait. It's And then all those people are going to be displaced. Okay. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but even, even Elon Musk, <laughs> like he's building the, the Teslas, the 18 the wheeler semi trucks. Yes. Right? So now they're they're talking about it in the beginning phases where obviously there's going to be people that are they put on goggles whatever it's a fail safe right so right. they're going to the, the thing is going to be going by itself at one point it's going to get off the road and now these people are going to be in the system driving it right eventually all those truck drivers are going to be displaced the ai has better technology better i guess there's going to be less accidents stuff like that so well, see, the best way I can put it is, and this is probably going to come up as a total, total jerk. Um, find a new skill. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we we don't have to, you know, mow the yard, uh, what it, plant and grow and harvest. Um, farmers, some do, 
But then even they have machines that, that do, we don't have to do the hard labor anymore. Right. And even construction, that's slowly kind of taking its own toll too. Well, actually, no, because you know, workers are still out there yeah, hammering still it out. There. But they're having those 3D printed uh, houses now. Though. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to do certain jobs that we did before because things have evolved. Things are evolving. Humans have not. What we have to do is we have to get a new skill, learn more, or find out how to work on those machines and then be the one working on the machine. Yeah. So Neuralink, have you heard of Neuralink? No. So that's Elon's Musk. Elon Musk's idea or, or plan to integrate humans with artificial intelligence. Oh, that's so you'll be a... able to implant a chip in your head and you'll be able to <sighs> download skills and upload memories <laughs> and you'll be part of this system. Dude, I'll be like Neo, just like, I know Judo. <laughs> So what do you think about that? <laughs> That's pretty intense. And a, a lot of... Um, would you be one of those people that would do that? I don't know. And it, I think it goes with uh, the the Christian part of things. A lot of people are going to say that, that that is the mark of the beast because technology supposedly is the mark of the beast. I don't see it that way. Um, but it's it's not comfortable yet in my mind yeah. to someone put something in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, unless I can, you know, like I said no judo tomorrow that'd be awesome yeah i think that that, that technology is still a lot, <laughs> yeah. as far we gotta, away we got a ways yeah. they got to work out the kinks <laughs> when i was in vegas i wanted to i was going to get the uber the self-driving car yeah i'm not going to the beta version on that one <laughs> no no way. so what happened is crazy because I, I was asking my uber driver at the time yeah. I was like yeah i want to get the, i want to try it out right He's like, didn't you hear? There's a, there was the first one that went out. It was a horrible accident. It just ran through and it killed the lady. I was like, oh, maybe I won't be using this anytime soon. <laughs> I won't be a beta tester. Yeah, no, no definitely not. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think about like self-driving cars and, and stuff like that? I can't wait to have one because um, I hate driving. Uh, I've had, this I, I love alone. driving. I love driving. Well, see, that's what I thought too. And then this year alone, I drove to San Antonio. Then I drove to Austin. Then I like multiple times, like back to back to, I was like, I'm done. Like, I just could not be in the car yeah. anymore. But, uh, man, I, I mean, I'm trying to get a Tesla for my wife. And my dream car was always a Porsche. And now I'm thinking, but they don't self-drive. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a Tesla next year as well. Yeah. Right? And and the computer that, that's on there, it's a $6,000 self-driving computer. Well, it's the, the, the computer that comes with it, right? You upgrade right. it to the $6,000. Right. And uh, next year, they're going to release it so it's uh, completely autonomous, which is going to be awesome. But the cool thing about this, I don't know if you heard this, that you will be able to put your Tesla in a Tesla network. So it's going to be an Uber. So when you're not using it, people can summon your car. It'll take them. You get paid for that. So Elon Musk was saying that you can you can Jeez. make 35 grand a year when you're not Just using your car. Exactly. So he, he was like talking about if there's nobody that's using these in these certain areas, he's going to develop a fleet to go out there and just do it. God. So that's my plan is I eventually want to get... You gotta love Elon. You gotta love Elon. Think about it, dude. Like these ideas that come up in his head. And he, it's funny because I've met several billionaires. They're, they're on a different level, man. How? Like, like talk, oh, talk about man. that. I was... Uh, they just think on this crazy level. Uh, I think it's uh, Naveen Patel. Um, he, he was just talking about <laughs> like self organisms within your body that kind of heal themselves. Like that's what he wanted to get. 
to the point of that. And then there's Elon Musk. Now he wants to create an entire network of this. And then just the fact that, of how they use things. They they literally use things like like a tissue. Like people buy a, a vehicle just to pick up a driver and then get rid of the vehicle. Like they don't they don't have this grab hold of money the yeah. way we do. Um, so billionaires are, are on a different eccentric level. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I've I've only talked to I've only spoken to two, and I've talked to several millionaires that tell me about them, and it's just it's insane. So what's the difference between a regular person and then a millionaire, and then a millionaire and a billionaire? One thing that I can tell you, um, and I think that meme is so so true, where average people talk about um, other people, and then there's like. I forgot how the meme goes, but in the end, it's like uh, successful people talk about ideas. And it's just that I've, I've sat at a table with millionaires and it's it's just so different because it's about ideas, what they can do, what what can what what are the possibilities or um, how to structure one thing or another. And it's always talking about advancing and, and doing more uh, when you talk when you sit down with regular people. It's always about that, talking about others, talking about events. Yeah. Like it's never anything past that. It's always past. Okay, wow. It's never past that. It's always in the past. There you go. There, Cleared it up. Yeah. Cleared it up. <laughs> um, when yeah, just millionaires are just talking about millionaires and billionaires. They all have that one track mind. Like, how can we do better? What can we do more? What what else is there out there? What other options can we take? But there's just idea after idea and advancing after. It's just this whole different concept that you. You don't want to sit down with regular people. As far as entrepreneurs, you will not want to sit down with regular people after that, even though we're technically, well, we're not millionaires. So we are the regular yeah. people in a sense, but at least our mindset's in right. a different place. And yeah, you just, uh, I had a hard time going to all those conventions. And I've met Grant Cardone, I've met uh, Ty Lopez and, and Chris Record and all those. And after knowing them and, um, being around them and, and the people all around the in that circles in those circles, I would come back and I'd go to my old job and I would just oh man, it's just a different this ugly feeling. That I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. So I think being exposed to that 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 industry or that life that the mentality yeah really opens your eyes like okay, what am I doing exactly because the mindset's so different so big. Yeah. That that's what's awesome, and it, I think a lot of people just close their minds here. Yeah. And I can't, I can't talk trash to a lot of them because my mom is one of them. Sorry, mom. Um, but not even my mom. Like, it just there's family I just, members. I think yeah. what it is is just people don't know. They, yeah. they don't. They're not. They're not informed. It, yeah, it's not what's, inf- what's out there. Right, not informed, or it's too much for them right. like it's they see something like yeah no i'll just leave that to somebody else yeah because a lot of people like comfort they like to stay right. where they're at and they, they don't like change right that's exactly. a lot of people it's a lot of people so yeah. I, I i think you know there's there's a certain type of person that will go out and and give up everything and go chase after that right. type of stuff i think it's uh it's it's definitely not easy and it's a, it's a hard road to go. It's a roller coaster. It's a very, <laughs> it, I've never known entrepreneurs. So this is the thing when, when, uh, I was at Dairy Queen, I would think about where, where my lunch, you know, I, I, I looked out the window and I was right. like, man, I never had a lunch break anywhere else 
besides here. So when I started entrepreneurship, I was like, man, now I'm eating in my car, driving to the next place. It's like, was it a good trade-off here? Entrepreneurship is a very lonely road, man. It is. It is. And sometimes I don't even eat all day. I'm busy and I forget to eat. Like, yeah. it's... Like, yeah, my wife always asks me, what do you do for lunch? It's like, I'm just going to work through it. Like, I, I can work yeah. all day. Yeah, so Because I... time is very valuable because I know when my, when my kid comes, like, okay, that attention needs to be there. Right. So I'm I'm literally working for every minute in the right. day to get ahead, you know? Yeah. Because there's so many things I want to do, and I know that time is super valuable. Yeah, like in the morning, it's like, okay, I need to read in the morning, and then I need to work on my website, and then I need to work on the podcast, and then I need to work on the client stuff. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, it, it's true, but it. So how do you, how do you deal with with uh, work life balance? <laughs> Does it exist? Um, it it doesn't exist. Uh, it's one of those things, and I think Garrett White. See how I read a lot. Garrett White actually put it best. I think uh, I'm getting smarter just just being <laughs> next to you, man. <laughs> I read a lot of books. Um, Ty Lopez actually started this whole thing with. Uh, there's four pillars. The four yeah. pillars, which is uh, love, wealth, life. What is it? Wealth, health, health, wealth, love, and happiness. Yeah. Um, and Garrett White actually put it best because those four pillars are true. You need your health, you need your wealth, you need your love, and you need your happiness. Happiness being fulfillment. What he does is he structures his entire day. And this goes with your goals. Like, what do you want your goals being in health, love, wealth, and happiness? Every day you work on one of those, work on each one individually. So that's the way I kind of structure my day. So... As far as wealth and fulfillment, which is um, happiness, I work in the morning. So I'll you know read the Bible, I'll read another book, and that's pretty much for my own health mentally, um, but more on the fulfillment side. Right. And then I start actually working, which is the wealth, and then I work out, which is the health, and then I spend time with my family, which is love. So as long as your day is separated like that, it makes it so much easier so you don't miss anything. Of course, a lot of them interject because I work from home. So my family's like coming in and out of my office, especially because I share it with my little two-year-old. So I think that's the best way and easiest way that, that Garrett White put in. I absolutely loved it because you're no longer thinking like, oh, I need to balance everything. Right. No, just structure your day. So every day you're working on one thing. And like the health, I mean, it's just working out. But no, it's throughout the day because I have to eat healthy. So through for the spiritual, it's throughout the day because I always have to be reminded that, hey, I'm able to crush it in ads, not because of my intellect, but it's because of the wisdom Jesus has given me. So and then there's weekends that I'm like on the phone or sometimes someone will text me and it's family time, but I'll text back the intersect. But the majority is like sectioned off. Yeah. So the majority of the time is specific for each one of those pillars. Yeah. I don't think people understand how hard it is to work from home. Oh, yeah. So Try having a two-year-old. Jeez. Yeah. So many distractions. My little boy's two and a half, so he's it's, it's like, he doesn't care, man. He's like, I just bought all this equipment. He's like throwing it everywhere. He's like, dude, come on, man. Pushing but, buttons. But it takes a certain individual to to literally sit yeah. and work on what you need to do. There's so many oh, distractions, yeah. man. No, and I tell my mom that because my, my little sister is going to college right now. And I'm like, she's going to college for graphic design. I'm like, just get Photoshop and get YouTube. And yeah, there's your degree. Just use Canva. <laughs> just use Canva. <laughs> God, Canva's awesome. My affiliate link's at the bottom. 
there's no affiliate link on that. Um, That's Robert Kiyosaki's baby, right? Is it really? Yeah, it I did not know. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good job, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I tell my mom, like, because they're paying for it because she's um, still under 25. And I'm like, stop paying thousands of dollars. Like, dude, how many? I mean, you've paid thousands of dollars for courses. So have I. Yeah. But they've made me money. Right. I didn't have to owe it at the end. Yeah. Um, and she's just racking up this debt, this college debt, and something that you could learn easily. But she's, she, my mom tells me this. Your sister is not disciplined enough to stay at home and study herself. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And that's, that, like yeah. you said, that's the difference. Yeah. There's a lot of. There's just 7 billion people in this world, man. It's, it's like working out. Someone yeah. needs a personal trainer yeah. on their butt. Yeah, that's me. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to go to work out. So I need somebody to tell me what to do. Oh, dude, that, that's why I have pre-workout. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of your I system. Gotta <laughs> get it out of the system. Because I hate working out. Yeah. But it's one of those things you just got to do. Just got to do. All right, cool. So we're almost finished with the podcast here. Are we? Because we got more information here. <laughs> so let's talk about something that you want to talk about oh dude i had something what is it but you oh i, I remember i had called you i called you one day because i didn't want to forget what oh, I, uh, is I, branding branding so what my, my it was it was was my thing about why i thought that i can't scale oh okay it's, so building a personal brand for myself versus building a company brand like we were talking about right, that right, earlier right. right so you, people see an agency uh, a company and they see like it's a yes. big agency right so you get those bigger clients whatever right. you get more clients down the line but i what i feel is like it's me that's doing everything it's me that's always in the meetings it's me that's filming it's me that's creating the content so it's always it relies back onto me right and i think that's one of the reasons why i can't scale as much as i'd like to right so i hired two people now right. and they're working on my team but I think it's because of me. It's like, it's my face. It's my name. It's always out there. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it depends on how do you, do you want to be the face or do you want the, the business to be so the face? So eventually, I do want to be the face, but I want my company to scale. Right. So it's like, man, like. It's, it's one of those Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, we all know VaynerMedia. We all know Gary Vaynerchuk. It's two separate brands yeah. within the same brand. Right. And I actually, I, my friend got to meet him. I, this is the only person. He's the only person I haven't met. But I did get to email him and he responded back. And if you ever get a chance for Gary Vaynerchuk to email you back, keep in mind it's going to be very short, very simple, and probably just one word. <laughs> <laughs> but it's understandable because the guy does it all himself. Yeah. So I asked him, like, what do I do? Do I, do I, I have my business and I have myself, my personal brand and my business brand. Like, where do I put in the content? What do I do? Like, do I just focus on one, put all the content in that? Or do I? Do, so I, that was my email, and he writes back, both. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something you'd say. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things that you just blow up enough, and whatever gets blown up, you start feeding the other one. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting take because I, I feel like, all right, I know it's the personal brand right the personal brand is your brand i, I right. am a brand i am a business yes. I, I think what jay-z said it i am a businessman i'm a business comma man right so it, it it's like wh what do you do that's that's my conflict my internal conflicts like mm. i love what i'm doing right right and i'm building up a, a brand around myself right i'm building up obviously through the podcast through through my digital work marketing i'm building up also the 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 company side of it right yeah 
So it's just like, man, when, when do I step away mm. and just like, leave the reins so I can, you know, build something else? Oh, man, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. And that's why there's no books on entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a ton of books on entrepreneurship. If you just need to push everything toward that side. Now it's literally going to have to be because it we the company yeah. instead of, oh, I run this company. Right. It has to be like, oh. We yeah. the company. Yeah, because I think when you, you develop that huge brand, that huge company is like, or has a life of its own now. Right. So you're just overseeing stuff and it's yes. like you're not in it all the time. You're It's allowing you to do all the other stuff. Like you don't think that Jeff Bezos is is running around like, oh, let's fulfill this one order right here. And I, <laughs> he's working on spaceships, man. I forgot to send Richard's ultra screen vertical <laughs> monitor. Damn it, that's on top of my list today. No. Like I think these these people build these huge companies so they can go off and try all these different things. I, I think it works hand in hand. So I think maybe you're just overcomplicated because look at Elon Musk. We yeah. all know Elon Musk. Oh, what companies does Elon Musk have? Right. Oh, he has Tesla. He has SpaceX. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think it's one of those you you build one up large enough to where like it sustains the next. It sustains the next, and now you can be like, oh well, I have this company that works on itself. Right. Oh, I have this company that works on. Jeff Bezos is just Amazon. Bill Gates is just Microsoft. But then within Microsoft, he also has Xbox. He also right. so it's just uh, one of those things. I mean, look at Google. Do you want to be the Google? Because I'm pretty sure Larry Page is in back there just exactly. typing away. Just, eh. um, so yeah, just enough to where people know you and what you create in right. a different section. And I was actually um, dealing with that. That's why I emailed Gary Vaynerchuk as far as my supplement brand. And now I'm thinking, you know what? I just want to build me, my personal brand. And that's why it's like, Richard Gomez, the biblical entrepreneur, and just focus on that. And as far as the agency side, it's just my agency side. It's white labeling, and that's just kind of paying the bills and doing its thing. And if it blows up, awesome. But at least I have my personal brand building on something. And people can always ask me, like, oh, okay, what else do you do? Oh, I also run white agency, white label agency. So, yeah, I'd say go for the brand if it's already going yeah it, it's fun it's 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 interesting uh it's, it's interesting lifestyle that yeah. you get to live but also you touched on uh on building your brand i know that we are already 99 percent ahead of everybody else because nobody likes to talk on camera nobody likes to come out on camera Wait, it's very man. awkward yeah I, I don't know i mean i don't like necessarily to come out on camera but yeah. i do it because i know the end results. What are you I know what about? I want. You look good on camera. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I just know that it's it. I know uh, it's probably going back to Gary Vaynerchuk just cemented <laughs> into everybody's head, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like ninety nine percent of people aren't going to do it, right? So I know I need to do it. And I need to get good at it enough to be able to push it out there, right? Which is the the whole process behind podcast go. It's like yeah. I need to develop a podcast. Get it out, distribute it, show people like this is what it is. Right. See the video content, and then from there I can sell it because it's going to be very hard for me to go cold calling to somebody. And say, hey, uh, it's just like with live. Where's bands. your podcast? Yeah, where's your podcast? Mm-hmm. So here, check it out. <laughs> so here's the link. <laughs> yeah, uh, the internet has made it so easy to transfer information. Yeah, and in. you know you're right. Uh, I just finished reading last uh, the last Gary Vaynerchuk book, which is uh, Crushing It, and he he stresses that a lot. Like I'll. He puts out the information. He's been putting it out for who knows how long yeah. uh, since Crush It. And 
yeah, only certain people do it. Yeah, certain people do it. Like we, we literally can. We we literally told people what we're gonna do. Yeah, and they. I bet you they still won't do it. Though. Exactly. So. Like we can literally like you'd have to do it for them. Yeah. And that's the great thing about us because we can do it for you for a price. Hey, <laughs> entrepreneurship. <And> it, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. DF, wait, DFY. Done for you. Done for you. Yeah. Um, you know, what's funny about that is that it's a lot like losing weight. Uh, and I, I stumbled upon this. I didn't stumble upon it. But there was times that I was super skinny in high school. like, And I mean anorexic skinny. Um, and then... I started working at CompUSA, if anybody remembers that business. <laughs> and I just sat, worked on computers, and people fed me to get their computers out faster. So I was like, all right. And I just, I gained like 70 pounds. And I just, I mean, ballooned up. I have pictures to prove it. And after that, like I tried over and over and over to lose weight. And I just could not. And I could not. I would try something. And it wasn't working and I would stop and I'd try something else and I'd try something else. And then finally I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to do this and I'm going to stick with it for as long as I can. And six months later, I just like shredded six pack abs. Nice. After being like completely, completely overweight. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm short. So it looks. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, we, we share a common friend, Joel. Yes. So I was working out hardcore probably for like five, six months and I was losing weight. Right. Yeah. And then Joel does it for like a month and a half and he's like shredded. <laughs> I was like, forget it, man. I'm not even going to do this anymore. But you're tall. So yeah. I mean, it, it's going to take a little longer. I don't know if it's because you're tall. It's going to take a little longer or what. But some people just have it. Yeah. Some people fast. just have my wife has a fast metabolism. Yeah. It's like she can eat cheeseburgers all day. <sighs> Man. Drink beer and then have a six pack. I was like, dude, <laughs> come on, man. And that's the way it is with somebody. And for me, it wasn't like that until my body got used to it. So now, and it's funny because now I, I can tell you like, oh, yeah, I can gain weight and I'll lose it back. Because I've done it over and over again. Because once I finally did it, um, something changed in my life that I think I got in, I started working somewhere. Oh, I started working at the bar. I gained weight. And then I had to lose it again. And then uh, the bar was going under, so I started drinking more, and I gained weight again. And then I literally gained and lost weight at least five or six times. So how do you discipline yourself? Because obviously we're, we're in the entrepreneurial space in, like, home office, right? Right. How do you discipline? How do you get away from, from the work? Because that's what I'm struggling with. I'm, I, I'll wake up, start listening to podcasts, start working, and then, boom, throughout, it's 5 it's o'clock. Done. It's like, it's man. Yeah, no, it happens to me too. Uh, sometimes I'm not working out till seven o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes I don't work out at, at all, and I'm like yelling at myself. But it's pre-workout. It's pre-workout. That's like, what it is. <laughs> it's pretty much one. It gives you energy, and two, when you're paying thirty dollars for a little bottle, like every scoop, yeah. I can't let this go to waste. Yeah. But sometimes it's happened. I'll take pre-workout. I'm like, okay, like I'll wait for it to kick in. Let me go work on some stuff, and I'll just be like, like Kermit the Frog, just typing away. But uh, it's just that. I, I hate working out. I yeah. seriously hate working out. But anyways, so it's the same thing with making money. You try and you try and you try. You never can because you're trying so many different things. It's not until you just like, let me do this. And it's persistence and consistency that will beat the game every time. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. I just, 
cannot get into working out again, man. It's, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I don't know if it's the, the, the certain time frame that I, I am in life. I was like, man, I just don't want to, and I don't want to. I don't want to make it, time. Are you kidding me? I hate it. But I know <laughs> I need to. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely hate working out. Yeah. So don't feel bad because if if it was my choice not to work out, I'd totally be like, yeah. I don't need to work out. But I just like being strong. Right. I like having the muscle, and I like I like Express the shirts of Express, but I've. Feel better when I can fit into them nice, right? And when I'm overweight, I just can't. And I think it's just that it's just a, a mental breakdown as fact of who the person you actually are. And like I said, I've been skinny my whole life, so it kind of goes back to where if I'm overweight, I feel uncomfortable, right? And don't get me wrong, I've been overweight for a long, like at least 10, 15 years. So it's not like oh, this guy's only overweight. Yeah. For no, like seriously, I, used to, I have pictures, dude. I'll show you. Flip you out, but it's, I don't like being overweight, so I just I'm like oh, I have to I have do to. your thing. I have to do my thing, <laughs> and then my wife's thin also, so it's like yeah, and I'm short. <laughs> it, short people cannot be overweight. It doesn't work because <laughs> you're just like yeah, like you're tall. You look good. Yeah, me no. <laughs> shorter just doesn't work. All right, so let's jump on a topic that you want to jump on because Dude, we need to we need to uh, finish off this podcast because as an entrepreneur, you got, we got to work. We got stuff to do. <laughs> um, dude, I did have a question for you. What and is it? Completely slipped oh, my man. mind. Man. <laughs> um, as far as anything, I guess, um, geez, what do you guys want to talk about? This isn't a two-way? <laughs> no, this is direct questions. <laughs> I had a question for you as far as um, your... Man, I forgot. Completely forgot. <laughs> I should have written it down. I should have written it down. So the uh, the this actually these CBD bath bombs. I want to get this is another idea that I had. Yeah, let's go. This is another thing that I wanted to do, but they're bath edible bath bombs that you put into. Cocktails. You can eat those. No, these you can't. Okay. Uh, I don't, yeah, the, the, I don't know what He's your body will react. <laughs> so they're actually uh, CBD or not CBD. They're just bath bombs they look like bath bombs but they're edible and you put them in cocktails and they fizzle and all that stuff like that so they have different flavors cherry blueberry i think I that that's a better idea than these things man because you can sell them to bars oh yeah Easy. there's a ton of bars people love I drinking like that Shh. yeah but i just i've seen it done edible bath edible, i don't know if they're bath bombs you still call them that yeah they're I ed- know. edible something edible bombs edible bombs dude that is awesome it's it's a good idea and i used to own a bar i would totally have gotten that yeah it's because it's visual yeah like visual people be buying that all day yeah dollar add on boom you should get a case and we should go around that's what those guys uh, that's what those guys from fat ice did they're from austin texas they they sell square ice well actually they put your your emblem on their logo on them too they're the only ones that do that Dude, there's people, I mean, there's someone making millions off a bag of dicks. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen that? No, I have not there's, seen that. There's literally a bag with like little oh, penises. Oh, you, you send them to somebody. And, you send them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, they're I edible. Did hear that. I did hear so, that. <laughs> so if there's someone making millions off of that, dude, I mean, come on, there's a pet rock yeah. too. I did have a question. Exactly. I remember what I was going to ask you. What is it? You just recently came from, this is my podcast now. <laughs> Look at me, look at me. I got I'm, you, I got I'm the you. captain now. Um, you just recently came back from Cancun, right? Cancun, yeah. And um, 
it's, it's funny. And <laughs> I think uh, Russell Brunson actually had a video on this, but you, you didn't seem to be out there too much for pleasure there. He was literally, if anybody has seen it, it, he's at the bar with a, they got there, or a margarita, I forgot what it was, and he's trying to figure out how to put something up on Alexa skills. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what I do, man. <laughs> I, I, cause I, I know where the day is going to lead. Right. Right. So the morning I was like, you know what? Let me try to do something productive. I, right. ha- I have to be productive. Right. I just can't go out there and start drinking with my eggs and drinking. Well, I was drinking champagne with obviously my eggs. Right. Right. But I have to shave apart some type of productive time every single day. Yes. Yes. I have to do that. I see. That's what it takes. Yeah. No, that was awesome because. I was in New York uh, recently and in Austin several times. And yeah, like I have to wake up, coffee, and I'm just on the keyboards doing something. Yeah. Like trying to work something. So I saw that. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, actually, you you figured out how to do the Alexa skill. <laughs> I did figure it out. But <laughs> I put the idea out into the world. You and did. <laughs> I just had to grab it. Uh, that's another skill. Yeah. I, most of the time I don't know how to do something, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, I just love the fact that you were at the bar with your laptop and uh, Russell Brunson actually says that as entrepreneurs, when we go on vacation, people don't understand. People see a vacation differently than we do. People see as vacation is done. They don't want to talk about work. They don't want to see work. They don't want to see anything. They just want to lay by the pool and, and drink a cocktail and, and just literally not do anything. Yeah. For entrepreneurs, we don't feel relaxed that way because there's always so something to do. There's always more to do. We don't feel relaxed unless we're learning, unless we're figuring something out, unless we're, you know, putting grind or, or grease behind the wheels. So it was, I, I thought it was just such a beautiful picture. You just, oh, thank I, you, thank it, was, it was awesome. So I do want to say that, that my parents, my family, everybody's like, why are you working? Like, stop working. Like, do this or let's do this. And. Yeah. Even it, shh, give me a beer. I'll continue working and drink the beer. Like if that's what you want, but it's just something about always needing to progress, do something yeah. that's going to advance you yeah. in one way or another. And, awesome. and the great thing about it is that this thing, I yeah. can literally work off it. I mean, we feel, I feel like a 15 year old little girl just, <laughs> but we're working. Yeah. It's, and I mean, it never in the history of <laughs> mankind. Exactly. Has, can you work? Oh, man. And make money off a freaking phone. Dude, dude, try to tell my in-laws that. They, like, I'll go to my in-laws' house, and I'm just there, like... And everybody else is on their phones, but everybody's, like, putting a Facebook post or replying on Instagram. I'm over here, like, trying to make contacts and yeah. trying to close a deal or something. It's just just so different. It's interesting that you brought that up because I was we were sitting on the... On the so after that, that, I think it was the day before or the day after, when I was sitting at the bar, I was sitting on the beach on my phone. I had just yeah. lost a client... And I was trying to get them back. So she messaged me, are you in Cancun? I was like, yeah, but I'm still working. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in, I'm yeah. want, I want your business because exactly. this, this vacation is going to come to an end. <laughs> the, 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 my lifestyle is not yeah. going to come to an As end. That keeps going. Yeah, in New York, I was doing the same thing. I was like trying to catch a subway and there I am on the phone trying to, and it's just that. Like, it's rare that I'm like talking back and forth. Even when I'm talking with you, like it's always ideas. Yeah. It's never for gossip or fun like this yeah. phone is is all like what else can i do yeah same thing with my computers like do, my daughter's like do you watch movies and i was like no <laughs> that's <laughs> literally just words i got a tv yeah, for that we rarely ever watched too <laughs> like, man 
But yeah, that, that's the thing. I think it, it takes a certain uh, mentality and a certain discipline to be able to yeah. to continue that and and know where you want to go in the future. Nobody can see that right. except yourself. So I, I think that's a good leeway to end off the podcast. Actually, it's going to be an even better one. We're going to oh, do oh, a, oh. a quick little. Was it rapid fire round or what? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> do we have one of those? <laughs> We should have we should have put it live and just Q and A. Just cool. we need to do one. So yeah, that's the thing. I, my friend sent me a link the other day that it was for a live show talking about something super controversial. And the guy just got bashed the whole time. I was like, Nah, I'm not doing live shows, man. <laughs> yeah, those topics went yeah. a little crazy. So what is this? Yeah, it's uh, it's my story. Ah, there you go. We're we're doing a podcast. Did my face come out? We're doing a podcast, guys. So <laughs> what's going on? You need to be on this guy's page, Joshua Morales. If you want to see it, it's going to be on the YouTube. It's going to be YouTube, iTunes, Google Podcasts. They're, they're going to be literally everywhere. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's my story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should have been vertical. Yeah, well, but anyways. <laughs> All right, so Richard, I'd like to thank you, of course, for coming on the podcast for your time. I think this has been the longest podcast that we've Dude, had. Dude, we need to do it again. Definitely. So uh, just so everybody can find you, let them know where they can find you and, and what you're up to. See, I'm, Gary Vaynerchuk told me to be everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, pretty much. Okay, before that, what are, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn? <laughs> I still can't get the hang of it. <laughs> like I have LinkedIn and I have like over 5,000 connections. Uh Dude, LinkedIn for me, everybody's just spamming my damn mailbox. Oh, man. yeah. This sucks. It, they spam me so much that I feel bad trying to get business to it and yeah, spam I, somebody I else. Yeah, I do that, yeah. Yeah. I just but put I, my content up there and there. I hear people get business out of LinkedIn, but I'm like... It seems get dirty. S- it does. <laughs> like, thanks for contacting me. Hey, if you want this, 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 and this. I'm like... Yeah, no, it's yeah. cool, man. <laughs> I don't even, I like, uh, for some reason that LinkedIn, I put my stuff up. I know it's for business and professionals, right? But I don't even check the inbox anymore. It's like, yeah. if you're inboxing me on LinkedIn, don't even bother. Exactly. Yeah. So I hear there's potential. Yeah. So we'll see. Snapchat ads platform. Man, I they know, ripped I off. I saw They that. ripped off Facebook's I have platform. a Snapchat. Actually, I'm restarting my Snapchat for just the biblical side because mine had a bunch of that's another thing. Oh, man. It's, man, we can go on forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back. Where can people find you in case they need your services? <laughs> uh, depends on what you need. Uh, I do everything, apparently. Um, you can go to Rebel Leads for the as far as the agency side and getting leads, Facebook ads, and all that good stuff. Um, so just rebelleads.com. You can schedule a call. Anything else, it would be thebiblicalentrepreneur.com. And from there, it literally has, like, all of my um, social medias. Awesome. Richard. Facebook to Twitter to LinkedIn. I appreciate your time, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Look forward to having you on the podcast in the future. Oh, man, <laughs> we got to have it. There's so much more we need to talk about. Yes, definitely, man. I have a setup for four people, so if you find other two other interesting people, boom. We have a forecast? Yeah, a forecast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard, I appreciate your time, man. All right, man, thanks. <laughs>